five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Podcast on the internet. That was the uh, great Georges Ben. Mia Fala Mila. I'm sure I'm butchering the song. But um, one of the uh, one of the stars of the tropicalismo movement. And I think he was a guy that was actually in prison for a while. So was so was Caetano Veloso. Um, you know, those were revolutionary times. And Latin America was um in the thick of it. Georges Benjour. He eventually took on the uh, the Benjour part. Uh was born in uh 1939. Let's still, let's still look at his uh, Wikipedia page here. Learn more about the artist. He's born in 1939, March 22nd. Uh, performing, his name was Jorge or George Durio Limo Menezes, according to the name of uh, George Benjor, though commonly known by his former stage name as George Ben. So he changed it. His characteristic style fuses samba. Funk, rock, and bossa nova with lyrics that blend humor and satire with often esoteric subject matter. His hits include Chove uh, Chuva, Masque Nada, Roussel, Balanco Pema, and have been interpreted by artists such as Caetano Veloso, Sergio Mendez, Miriam Makeba, Soulfly, and Marisa Monte. Ben's broad-minded and original approach to samba led him through participation in some of Brazilian Brazilian uh, popular music's most musical movements, such as bossa nova, Joam Garda, and tropicalia, also known as tropicalismo. With the latter period being defined by his albums George Ben, Porta Bruta, he has been called the father of samba rock by Billboard magazine. According to American music critic Robert Christow, Ben and his contemporary Gilberto Gilles were always ready to go further out on a beat than the other samba bossa geniuses. We'll play a little Gilberto Gilles tomorrow. Um, let's talk about his political stuff. George Ben released his most esoteric and experimental albums in the 1970s. Most notably, Atabua de Esmeralda in 74, Solta o Pavao in 1975. The following year, he released one of the most popular albums, Africa, Brazil, a fusion of funk and samba, which relied more on the electric guitar than previous efforts. 
The album also features a remake of his previously released song, Taj Mahal, with its commercial success sustained by radio play. The melody made its way into the 1979 hit, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart. Ben sued for plagiarism, and Stewart settled the lawsuit and donated the single's royalties to UNICEF. How colonialist. In 1989, uh, George Ben changed his recording label as well as his artistic name, becoming George Ben George. At the time, it was said that there were numerous reasons for his change in name. Other sources say it was in response to an incident where some of his royalties accidentally uh, went to American guitarist George Benson. That's interesting. So an interesting character. We played one of his tracks last week where he was under the name of George ben Jor and not George Ben, which is where he was during the uh, recording of what looks like a documentary here. So there you go. We're back at the Port Authority today. Seems like it's a fitting place to talk about um, the UN and other related topics. How is everybody? Let's see, it's been since uh, Sunday night, since we kind of gathered together in a larger forum. Um, Friday, I know a lot of you saw the interview with Christopher Gardner, but if you haven't, check it out. It's a really great interview. Super great interview. Um, I think this was Thursday where we had the last 15 minutes of flame here. So anyway, here we are. And it is another day in uh, post-Trump America. In Barack Obama's America. This is really what it is in a lot of ways. And we're watching some very interesting things happen in terms of pushback and people becoming more awake and more aware than they've ever been. And it's been the it's been the machinations of censorship um, and degradation that are finally getting people's attention censorship and degradation. I was watching Jason Whitlock last night and he kind of, I, I think he kind of sponsored this recording with um, him. Well, it's not really him. It's um, Bryson Gray and Shamika of all people. And this guy, Jimmy, I forget his last name. Um, but it's, they basically did a hip-hop song about taking back the rainbow with a video that accompanies it. And right now, it's really high on the uh, Apple Music charts. I think it was like number two in terms of hip-hop. Um, it was only trailing, I think, some other hip-hop song and Luke Bryan the uh, country western singer who has like, a number one hit. Anyway, um, the amount of people that are downloading that single to propel it, right? So they're pro this is fascinating because they're propelling 
the single into a talking point. So I think that's really the idea is to start to um, dominate talking points. And whenever there is the potential for a mass awakening, there's also a potent the potential for um, a mass shutdown. So these two things are congruent, right? They're not mutually exclusive. It just depends on which one is slightly ahead of the other. You know, are there more people finally waking up in not just texting about it or tweeting about it, but actually doing something about it? The uh, demonstration at the Lakers game where the, uh, the Sodom Giants played uh, the Dodgers of Gamora, uh was actually quite interesting because a lot of people showed up for the protest. Not as many people showed up for the game. You know, I was thinking of actually breaking out the board of directors for the Dodgers. It might actually, I mean, I know who they are. But when you look at the board of directors and you see what they're trying to do in terms of constant and consistent political messaging, uh, you get to see the bigger picture. Let's put it that way. That that when when you the the sisters of perpetual indulgence are viewed through that lens, who the Dodger ownership group is, makes perfect sense. So I do that today if we have some time. But the people are definitely on the you know the parabolic curve up to the right. It's happening. So when that occurs, there's an equal and opposite reaction and that has a lot to do with the title of today's show, which is censorship. And censorship being a tool that is not necessarily called censorship, but more along the lines of fact-checking and making sure that you're getting the news from trusted places, all for the uh, the safety and the sanctity of you and your family, and that the trusted news and the right information can be then used to make informed choices and decisions over the rest of your life. And we're seeing some of that with, um, I talked about this today on Astral Weather with Joe Rogan, and this open invitation to uh, have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Peter Hotez debate vaccines on Joe Rogan's show. Peter Hotez will never do it. He'll never do it. You know, this goes all the way back to Scaliger. And when Scaliger was really writing uh, the canon of the West and the Jesuits would want to debate him, he would never do it. He would never do it because he didn't want to risk being shown that he wasn't an expert, right? That is what these so-called experts fear the most. It's exposure. So they don't want to debate. They don't, they don't want to have to sit there and prove their case 
And if Hotez was all that, and his evidence was, you know, tight, hermetically sealed tight, right? He wouldn't have a problem debating Joe Rogan. But it's not. He can't and he won't. It's not Joe Rogan, Robert F. Kennedy. Because if Robert F. Kennedy, I mean, there's two things that's at risk. One is Robert F. Kennedy um, beating Peter Hotez. That eliminates Hotez as an expert. He's radioactive at that point. And, you know, he might be able to do his um, research work at Baylor. He might be able to resume that. But he won't ever appear on another talk show unless, of course, they're there to uh, give him a hug. And it would also elevate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I don't think that the uh, proponents of vaccines want to elevate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. So it's twofold. Now, I think a better debate would be Bill Gates and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because Bill Gates actually talked shit about him when they were talking about him and Donald Trump and how Gates went to the White House and uh, set Trump straight after Trump had supposedly spoken with uh, RFK2. That would be a good debate. That would be an excellent debate. And Bill Gates has plenty of fuck you money to throw into the kitty, right? That'd be a great debate, but he wouldn't do it either. Because what happens is that, that it's kind of like the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And all they need is to have one of their so-called titans of science take an L. And they're not done, but it definitely diminishes from the capacity of somebody in a position of authority and power to run, you know, one of the company uh, company scams, one of the corporate scams. So I think even the discussion is good, though, because in the discussions being flushed out. So we're going to talk about the UN today um, and more. I mean, I could probably talk about the UN for maybe about 20 minutes and the show would be over. But I don't think you want that. And I certainly don't want that, but we'll definitely discuss it. All right, let's see who's here today. I got to fix this website. I noticed that the spacing is off. So I'm just going to go into a box cast and check out your uh, your texts. Let's see who's here. There's my man, Michael, Steve, Thor at the door. Sony, the last one, fantastic, is here right at 9-11, dot on. Mark S. I gotta, I'm going to have to show. I can't do it today. Maybe I could do it today. Let me see if I have the... Uh, I gotta say, I gotta show you guys this because a lot of you guys don't know this. Can I hit the chat button? Chat's on. Chat's on, man. Chat's on. Hold on one second.
little housekeeping here. Okay. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? A lot of comments here. A lot of comments, but I'm looking for something specific. Give me one second. These aren't comments. These are texts sent to me. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Went to the rodeo on uh, Saturday night. It was pretty cool. Let's see if I can find. Where is this? Okay. So <laughs> uh, I went to the rodeo on, uh, I'll come back to chat in a second. But I went to the rodeo on, on uh, Saturday night. And it was so fucking hot here. It was like just brutally hot. And um, we had some friends over, we had a little barbecue. And every year it's the Peach Jamboree and the Rodeo. And it's where the Hill Country turns out in all of their cowboy finery. <laughs> and this is a, a, a stop on the National Rodeo Tour, right? So these are legit writers and you know they have everything from uh team cattle rustling barrel racing i have to say that the that the uh, the writers were struggling on saturday night because it was just so hot really extremely hot uh and we lasted all the way until the bull riding which was the last event it was just, it was just too hot but i decided to get my mother dressed up into the spirit of the event. So this is um, how she appeared to the uh, the rodeo folks on Saturday night. <laughs> so we, we had gone to, uh, this, okay, so when you shop here in the Hill Country, your only options are either the overpriced stores downtown or Walmart, pretty much. Everything else is, there's no middle ground, really. So we've gone to Walmart, and I bought her this shirt. I bought her this Rolling Stone shirt. And then this cowboy hat I actually own. I, I bought that last year for 4th of July. And the Lone Star beer is just a prop. Um but I thought it made for a great picture. And Mark S. turned it into a really awesome uh, illustration. Let me see if I can find it. Let's see, where is it? Let me see, here we go, can I find it? I may not be able to find it. If I can't find it, I'll show it tomorrow. Um, it is it is the coolest illustration. Um, I'll show you guys tomorrow. I'll show you tomorrow. And um, Joan took a great picture too. 
me see if I can find the picture Joan took. It's really good. I just had it here. Where is it? Here, here we go. This is a really cool picture. Let me show you this. This is totally Texas right here. I think this is a great picture. It's a totally awesome picture. And um, just a, a small little sample size, right? So who was it, Sheikah? Uh, what did she say? Uh, Pisces, Sagittarius, Aquarius, and Taurus. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's an interesting kind of astrological uh, assignation. I love this picture. I think it's a great picture. Anyway, a little slice of Americana. Americana here in the Hill Country. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find uh, Mark's illustration, and I'll show you guys tomorrow. It's, it's fucking awesome. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Let me get back. Let me get back. Let's see. Wendy says is here. Hello, Wendy. Hello, Wendy. The affirmation Mark says. Mark, yes. Wendy says. Julie Sunshine. Big cat lady. Yeah. Past lives matter. What's happening? Good to see D. Tiffer. Hey, darling. Lisa W's here. Uh, let's see. General Ripper. General Ripper. Hi, General Ripper. Harriet Bowie. What's happening, Harriet? Good to see you. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Leela LMM. Uh, DJMC, Michael, we already checked you in. Kelly B. She's here. Miss Scorpio. Mark M., what's going on? Mr. Matheny. Pat Matheny playing in Austin the night before our event, Thursday night. Fuck. I would go, I would go see Pat Matheny. I haven't been to a concert in a while. I mean, the concerts I've been to, just like what? Some of these country and western shows that show up at the fair and stuff. It's like, eh. you know, it's a concert you just kind of run into versus one you consciously attend. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Thank you, Robert from Jan. Hi, Jan. Uh, Mary Lee is here. Hey, Mary Lee corrected me i was like on sunday night i was thinking about mike price in roll tide for some reason i i was a little moon dusted on sunday night to blame it on the moon dust uh let's see did y'all see the shooting resonance chart of yesterday we looked at it on sunday night and somebody told me it was a glitch that's a glitch in the system I think that came from Michi, who follows this stuff. Yes, tacos. Tacos, tacos, tacos. Uh, Father Time, hopefully Topher helped break the ball magic spell. 
Horizon always rises to meet the eye. Look out, airplane window. On a ball, the higher you go, the horizon will fall away. Water is level. You know, I, I'm not a flat earther and I'm not a globe earther. And I don't think we have all the answers when it comes to that realm. That's my two cents. And it's, it's um, if, if you were to ask me, like, what is this place? I would say it's probably more like an egg because the egg is a universal shape and object and most eggs aren't round. Most eggs are, are uh, well, they look like eggs, right? If you look at the landmass of the, of the so-called planet, the majority of it is above, is above the horizon. So the, even that fits the egg model to a large extent. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Hi at home, wife, of course. Why, why is she gonna unhide your comment? Marie and NC, what's going on? Cool, cloudy here, good. It's uh, hot as fuck here in no clouds today. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Crossfire Cat. Crossfire Cat got me in trouble over on Twitter. Roped me into... I'm just halfway kidding. But I posted... I did this post about Henry Winkler and uh, Dave Portnoy getting pizza together. Of course, you know pizza. And a long time ago, I had read that... Uh, Come on, let's go. You want to jump in on the show? Come on, let's go. Make, Jasper's here. Make yourself known. This is what it's at. This is where it's at. This is what we've got today. Such a pussy boy. He's such a pussy boy. Here he is. Yeah, I know. You want to say hi to your pals? Hi, everybody. Hi. It's the star of the show. Yeah, we all know you're the star of the show. Gonna be in my lap. Be in my lap. Yeah, let's be here. So I posted this uh, tweet. It was I'd read somewhere that um, Henry Winkler had replaced Martin Scorsese as a high priest a satanic high priest in Hollywood. And when you think about it, right, when you think about it, on some level, if you were going to have a quote-unquote high satanic priest, wouldn't you want him to look more like Henry Winkler than, say, Marilyn Manson? Because Marilyn Manson would be too obvious. Henry Winkler, on the other hand, you wouldn't bat an eye. You would just not bat an eye. And there was a, maybe I'll play it tomorrow, but there's a, a, a clip of David Bowie on Dinosaur. And this is back in the 70s. And I think Bowie was doing Golden Years. And he's really into Dinosaur. And Dinah's guest host that week was Henry Winkler. And you could tell that David Bowie didn't like her. It's a really interesting segment because 
Harry Winkler's trying desperately to ingratiate himself with Bowie so he can be hip. And Bowie's just like, who the fuck are you? Right? Like you're you're not on my level. And even though you may be the satanic priest of Hollywood, that's not my church. So anyway, I put that, and by the way, supposedly he had then been replaced by Jim Carrey. Now, I don't know if any of this is true. These are just things that I've read. And I put that on Twitter in that spirit. And man, all of a sudden, the fucking libtards descended on us. And in fact, somebody even wrote, reported, what, like, this is the mindset of people. It's crazy. And then I started to get these liberal people following me. And I'm like, no, nah, you're not following me. Sorry. You don't, you don't really care what I have to Well, you do care what I have to say. Only in as much as you can report back to your local, um, your local cell. Oh, yes. We have a new file on Mr. Phoenix. Uh, this week, he tweeted about Colin Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick's so-called left leanings. If we compile enough evidence, we'll be able to assert that Mr. Phoenix is a racist. That's what happened. Thank you, Crossfire Cap. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's see. Now they're putting atrazine in the water. The frogs are now been that way for a while. Oh, uh, who else do we have? Who else do we have? Benjor, Arabic. Interesting. Interesting, Sony. The outside cat is Max. No, you got a good memory, Kelly. I did. I did talk about Schumann on Sunday. Let's see. Who else do we have here? Anybody else in the shoe? Anybody else in the shoe? I am the best interview. I enjoy interviewing people. Yes. But what? What's your problem? We should interview you. You know who I want to have on my show? There's somebody who's in the uh, chat generally on Sunday night. His name is Axel the History Kid. I want to interview Axel. I know Axel. I've met Axel. And Axel, if I got him on the show, he would blow your mind. I think he's around 10 or 11 now. This kid is so freaking precocious. Trust me, you would be entertained. That would be an awesome interview. Uh, let's see, Maria de Ange. Hello, Maria. Bonjour. Talking points are for... <laughs> That's funny. At least the ones I'm thinking of. I'm looking refreshed. You know what happened last night, Wendy? I went to bed early. Wendy's got a... She's got a good eye. She's got a, got a good physical eye, good energetic eye. I went to bed early last night. I was asleep by 10 p.m. And I was up by 5.30. So what is that? That's seven and a half hours sleep. It's my new regime. 
asleep and in bed by 10. Can you believe that? Catch that first wave of the REM cycle. Saddens me how the whirly rainbow of American Indians. I know, right? They want it back too. They want it back. We want the rainbow back. Trusted news. Now there's an oxymoron, right? Totally. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? Bill Gates is a bad hunk of Bologna. If that's even him anymore. Wait, who knows who these people are? Tamara's here. Name calling. I love it. Let's see. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Who texted Robert about the chat But I don't know. Somebody did. Rodeos were popular in the 50s. They're still popular here. This is kind of like the 50s in some ways. You know what's interesting? I've gotten more, how do I say this? I don't want to use the word sympathy. It's not the right word. I've gotten more connection with Texans since I've been pushing my mother around in this wheelchair. Like all of a sudden, Texans are really nice to me. I'm like, fuck. Is this it all along? Is it just, just the wheelchair thing? I also feel like if I was single, the wheelchair could be a really sneaky chick magnet. Seriously. Really sneaky chick magnet. You single guys out there, this, is, this would be a, a, some, maybe a tip. If you're looking to connect with a single woman, if you have a mother who needs to be pushed around in a wheelchair, or maybe it's a relative, or maybe it's a neighbor, take them out for a spin. Take them to the farmer's market. I guarantee you, you'll get some conversation. Right? You'll get some conversation. And then they could say, what a great guy you are. And, um, you know, just praise praise you and sing, sing, your, sing your attributes even better. But alas, I'm not single. So let's see who else do we have. I hear tomorrow is going to be hell in Texas. What are, we, what are we talking about? Like the one tens, one one. I walked a mile yesterday in this heat, and by the time I was done, I was drenched, drenched. I tell you, from hot to hell, never dull. It's true. Uh, let's see, hell's front porch weather in the deep south. Was there chasing grease pigs? No, we have what's called mutton busting here. And mutton busting is when tiny people, kids, get on uh, sheep without any kind of harness or anything. And they wrap themselves around the sheep, and then they let the sheep run, and the, she and the sheep shoots out of the pen like a missile. And most little kids don't make it very far. But some do. And some will they'll ride that mutton all the way to the finish line. And you get a prize. 
Uh, let's see. Yes, that was my mom. The fresh rodeo smell. Yeah. Yeah, my I got my mom all tricked out for the rodeo. I was trying to uh I was trying to convince her to uh get her hair bleach blonde and spiked. And um she wouldn't do it. But I think she's open to the blonde part. I think she's open to the blonde part. The spike part, not so much. So I, I've turned my I've turned my mother kind of into my kind of living geriatric Barbie doll. Right. So when we go out, like I can I can style her. <laughs> this is this is my creative this is my creative response to my mother living with me now. And putting her like she doesn't even drink, but you know, holding up. The only thing that was missing in that picture was her flashing a middle finger. That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. Could have sent that to all our California friends and said, uh, here's, what, here's what I think about California. She looks ready to rodeo. Yeah, funny, right? Rhinestone Ma, yeah. Mark is really talented. Super, super talented. She was happy. She had a good time. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I think I feel like what they're going to do with Hunter Biden is he's he's pleading guilty to these tax charges. It's like so so what? It's like see, there was a there there. There were these taxes. He paid the taxes. We're good. We're good, right? You're right. He was he was guilty of a few things. We found it, and he's paid it. Made restitution. Move on. Nothing to look at here. Uh, let's see. I know it's hard to deal with the drama of mom living with you, Robert, but I believe it's good for both of you in the long run. Despite the situation, you probably needed some time together. Well, I think that's pretty astute, Kelly. And um, I would say that's true. That is true. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Make that photo. I did make that photo black and white, Tom. I have a, it's funny that you mentioned that. I have a sepia tone. I did the same thing because I wanted to look older. So I have a copy of that in, uh, in not sepia tone, silver tone. The one kid is not digging. Nah, he looks dog tired. Really dog tired. Yep. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the wrist. My kid just got back from Bonnaroo. Congratulations. Mine just got back from Mexico. And I, I guess the operative here is they both got back. Julie Moss is here. Hi, Julie. Just worked security at Sean Colvin Mark Cohn concert. So good. We've talked about Sean Colvin here. I got some 5G resonance coming from the wires in my backyard. I can hear ringing, and it is very annoying. Biochar that shit. Bet the one not digging the heat has some taurus in his chart. Yeah, the cows. 
cows are not feeling the heat whatsoever. Two misdemeanor tax charges. Yeah, right? Ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. Oh, listen to this. He got magna cum laude on the dean's list last semester. Was doing summer classwork between shows while he was there. That is a good kid. Congratulations, Kelly. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. Who else we have? Yep. Slap on the wrist is right. Absolutely. Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Are we here? We're all here. Present in the cabin for Robert, speaking of Marilyn Manson, you should look at his chart with the whole Ev Evan Rachel Wood accusations. She is nuts. It's a crazy situation. I don't believe he did anything she and her cohorts said. There seems to be a new wave of Me Too happening. Cosby got hit with some more Me Too. Um, Trevor Bauer got hit with some more Me Too. I'll tell you, if you want to read a very interesting book, read Marilyn Manson's autobiography uh, on the road to Highway 666. He's no dummy. It's a very compelling read. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Do it. What am I supposed to do? Early bed, early rise? Yeah, that's my thing now. I have to. I have to do it. For a number of reasons. Gigi is here. She's listening. Hi, Gigi. User 13, checking in. Better chick magnet than a dog. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the dog. It depends on the dog. I had a dog. I wouldn't say he was a chick magnet. He, but he wasn't a little cute dog. You'll definitely get the chicks. At least interested. Oh, he's so cute. What's his name? Oh, Napoleon. Oh, that's such a cute name. Need to push mom around in a wheelchair. I have one. In fact, it's got a new one with bigger wheels. Miss Nakia, what's happening? It's an automatic respecting. Yeah, I think so. Put mama in a wheelchair and a little dog on her lap. Could I get a fake dog? I don't want a, a real little dog. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Anybody else? Anybody else? And I love to have that. I know, right? I wish I could have mutton busted as a kid. I would have been into it. I would have held on for dear life. Very weird energies here in Ocala. I'm feeling that Schumann stuff. Let's see, who else do we have? Blonde is okay, just not blue. No, 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 no blue. No blue. You can spike her hair while she's sleeping. I know, right? Uh, how high there? It's not very high. Not much there. Robert Lewis Fashion needs to dream. 
yeah you know like she's she's my geriatric barbie doll i get to i get to dress her up wait till we get the camo wait till honey season comes around she's gonna camoed up let me get her a camo bandana make her look like fucking rambo Henry Winkler, October 30th, 1945. Scorpio, Aquarius rising, moon and Virgo. From the back row, thanks, Equa. Yeah, absolutely. The 100 deals keep those CP charges off the table. Absolutely. He gave the commencement speech for my brother's graduation, Henry Winkler. Oh, interesting. I mean, seriously, if, if you wanted to have the high priest of Satan, wouldn't you want him to look like Henry Winkler? Because he doesn't look like it. Does not look like it. Those are the people you have to be careful of. Let's see, who else do we have? Anybody else? Cliff High. Is it Cliff High or Virgo? Or I think his wife's Virgo, one of the two. Uh... My support, my problem with Manson, and I don't, I don't advocate Marilyn Manson at all. I'm just saying his biography is really, his autobiography is really, really good. It's well written, it's interesting, thought provoking. Um, but you know, I'm not here to sing his praises as a person. He's not aging well either. That's the other thing about Marilyn Manson. He's clearly not aging well. I am going to interview Axel. Where do you meet Axel? He'll, he'll blow your mind. Janet Landers, stay cool. You too, Janet. Say hi to your sister, Anne. <laughs> That's funny. That is really funny. Yeah, man. She's going to be ramboed up during the hunting season. Camo bandana. Maybe I'll get her some, uh, no, it's, it's, I don't want to go that far. Okay. Uh, Mary Manson's former girlfriends. The most beautiful people are so ugly inside. That can happen. That can definitely happen. Uh, let's see. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think we caught up. Best dog I ever had was a Papillon. Smart as a whipped little dog with no neuroses. I am not familiar with the Papillon breed. Shall we familiarize ourselves with the Papillon breed? Let's take a look at the little Papillon. For all of you people who are curious, here's your little Papillon. Can the Papillon be left, be left alone? Acute intelligence and higher energy are well-known Papillon traits. The breed also doesn't do well being left alone. They need to be around their people or their pets. So adopt the Papillon only if you're able to give it consistent care and attention. This dog would be a chick magnet. Total chick magnet. Oh, look how cute. What is he? He's a Papillon. Oh, look at that. You get 
13 to 15 years of use out of one. And intelligent, energetic, friendly, happy, alert. Cute little guy. Look at him. Cute little fella. The Papillon. Let's watch the Papillon in action. Let's see. Let's see the athletic ability and traits of the Papillon. Here we go. Meet the breeds. Papillon. 8 to 11 inches, 5 to 10 pounds. So those are little tiny poops you got to clean it up. Not too bad. Not too bad. Sometimes you got to think about that stuff. Oh, look. It looks like it's the dog of the aristocracy as well. Best in show, Tri-City. Proud fella. Oh, look at the... You got a whole, you got a whole team of them in one little uh, basket there. They brave the snow. They're hardy. This is a rock star dog right here. Look at him. But it's a small guy, a small guy rock star. Like the one who couldn't do well in sports, but became a rock star in high school. Maybe a 5'4". Look at that. Look at that prance. Look at that strut. Eager to please, very intelligent. Early socialization is key. So there you go. The Papillon. Oh, he gets a little treat. Part of the toy group. There we go. I bet you didn't know you'd be learning about the Papillon today, did you? All right, let's uh let's get our hands dirty. Let's dirty, dirty the hands. Or are we? Let me go. Where do I go here? Oh, that's some Kaepernick stuff. I'll talk about Kaepernick today. Okay. So this is what I was referring to about the UN. Pull this off of uh, Twitter. Website, The People's Voice. So here we go. Let's uh, bring this story up. Here's your typical wrinkled old from United Nations orders banks worldwide to make, it's called make, not made, make. Come on, people's voice, get it together. Make digital IDs mandatory for all customers. The United Nations has ordered banks worldwide to be issuing mandatory digital IDs to all customers and refuse service to anybody deemed non-compliant or blacklisted by the globalist organization. The plan is outlined in three new policy briefs from the UN entitled A Global Digital Compact, Reforms to the International Financial Architecture in the Future of Outer Space Governance. So what are we talking here? Like the, the Federation and the Star Trek Enterprise? The goal of the briefs is to advance UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres's version or vision of the future and Klaus Schwab's plan for a great reset by 2030. 
titled Our Common Agenda, Guterres' draconian plan should be given the green light in September 2024 during an event dubbed the Summit for the Future from the report. Digital IDs linked with bank or mobile money accounts can improve the delivery of social protection coverage and serve better to reach eligible beneficiaries. Digital technologies may help reduce leakage, errors, and costs in the design of social protection programs. So essentially what he's saying is that if you have this digital ID in place, that means that things will be more secure and safe, and therefore the FDIC can lower their protection rate from, say, $150,000 per account to, say, maybe nothing. Because at that point in time, your money should be safe since nobody else besides you can access it, right? Wrong. Not unlike their unofficial counterparts over the WF, the UN also speaks about basically regulating the global digital future. The unelected organization uses phrases such as international cooperation in many stakeholders who advance principles, objectives, and actions to describe this globalist agenda. The UN describes this goal as an open, free, secure, and human-centered digital future. A digital future envisaged by these groups is going to be quite the opposite of open, free, or human-centric, however. As far as the UN's vision for future global financial system, it is supposed to be harmonized with the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. It would be governed by something called the apex body that is yet to be set up. So the apex body, if we can sort of derive something from the language, means it's going to be at the top. It's at the top. It's at the top of the pyramid. And what's at the top of the pyramid? It's the all-seeing eye. That's what we're talking about. It is the all-seeing eye, and it's the digital version of the electronic god that makes sure that nobody does anything um, out of character or out of line within the bounds of the ordered and structured behavior that these groups are prescribing for individuals to live a so-called orderly life or the life with the rule of law, not the rule that the law of the jungle that George Bush talked about when he basically rolled out the vision for the new world order in September of 1999, right? Or no, was it 1999? Yes, it was 1999. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're talking about here. You know, yesterday I was thinking about It was this, it was, it's this idea. It's actually not an idea. It's actually technology that somebody's working on right now. Okay. And the, and the technology is like this. So if I'm walking down the street and I see you, okay, and I'm wearing the equivalent of, let's say, Google Glass. So that means that I have a camera here um, and I have a display screen in front of me. The technology would allow me to access who you are via your social credit score. So 
all of a sudden, I would know more about you based on your social credit score immediately if than me sitting down and talking with you, say, for an hour or two or getting to know you. Like, but it wouldn't be the totality of who you are. It would just be the sum total and parts of your actions for better or worse, right? So it would determine theoretically who would be worth hanging out with, theoretically. Now, let's say for instance, I come across you and the highest score you could have would be, let's say 700. 700, you're, you walk on water according to your social credit score, whatever that is. And I meet you, like, oh my God, let's get to know each other, right? Let's hang out, let's talk. What would happen if my social credit score was boosted because I hung out with you? It's like, oh, look who you hung out with. Well, there's a reason why that person has such a high score. And so then what happens? Well, it, it, it encourages people to hang out with people that have high social credit scores because their social credit score gets a bump when they do. And those people are being rewarded because they fit into the social program. Now, conversely, let's say your social credit score was half that, 350. Ooh, well, what's wrong with you, right? And maybe there's like subheaders. I mean, literally seeing these subheaders while I'm interacting with you. And the subheaders would be something along the lines of, um, follows disinformation. Um, has a general tendency to lean towards regressive ideas and points of view, right? All that stuff would come up automatically. So then people would then determine who they want to hang out with. And so it would also reinforce the fact that you want to be the person with the 700 score. And conversely, if you were to hang out with somebody with a 350, it could bring your score down. So now all of a sudden, people are being shunned, right? This, by the way, this technology is not some fantastic big brother tool from sci some sci-fi novel. They're working on this. They're actually working on it. And it would almost appear like a thought balloon above somebody's head. And the same thing would happen for you. So you just walk around and now all of a sudden your social credit score predetermines not just who's like at the top of the food chain, but theoretically you can also hang out with. This is all in the mix. It's all part of digital ID. It's all part of it. The key actors here, the UN chief, as well as the group of 20. Oh, getting back to the apex body, that is the all-seeing eye. That's why I brought it up. It's the all-seeing eye. It's, it's, it's the, um, the all-seeing eye of the electronic God. And, and the idea is to displace um, the internal God. And if you really are a theoretical, a spiritual, religious person, and you do believe in this idea of God or higher being, 
you either do actions to uh, elevate that source or you don't do things to denigrate that source, right? Because you know that somewhere inside of you, like there is this cosmic all-seeing eye that records all of your activities and all of your events in your life. And it records how you respond to them. Because at some point in time, guess what? There's a reckoning for those things. And so all this stuff is being recorded. So with that in the back of your mind, wouldn't you want to, you know, do, do things that would elevate creation? And if you're going to color outside the lines, you better be well aware that that's what's going on and take full responsibility for it. You don't need this electronic all-see. It displaces the internal God. And so we have an external simulated kind of AI God which then really determines behavior. It's more of a laboratory situation. And, and the whole and so it gets into this whole idea of free will. And I'm not a huge proponent of so-called free will. I'm not even sure we have free will. Um, but that's a different discussion. In that world, clearly there's no free will. I mean, you could exercise your free will, but if you exercise your free will, you'll wind up being publicly shunned, You'll wind up having kind of um, lesser things to eat, like the tools that be, will be available to you are of, of, of kind of a lesser degree. I mean, think of being in a video game. When, when you're really cooking on a video game, you've like uncovered all these Easter eggs and you've gotten all these tools and you can power up and you can do all these things that a previous version of you in the video game wouldn't be able to do. So why why would you want those things? Right, that's that's how they'll rack this thing up. It has nothing to do with any kind of true expression of um, faith or love or respect or honoring the divine. It doesn't have anything to do with that at all. You know, all these things are going to be de de determined on a very human scale and. And a narrow human scale at that. Anyway, that's I think that's your apex body. The apex body. Let's look that up. Um, here we go. A Swedish biometrics company, fingerprint cards, has taken a big step into the WF's new champions community, an assembly of mid-sized enterprises. The WF is keen to promote biometric forms of digital ID and claims the technology would serve as a steward of social inclusion. The new champions community schedule includes a meeting in Tianjin, China, from June 27th to June 29th during the WF Summer Davos Gathering. Charles Bourget, Senior Vice President of Strategy and Fingerprint Cards, imparted what he thought was a nugget of wisdom as a proud member of the WEF New Champions Community Program, we want to be recognized as a purpose-driven company that contributes positively to the changes needed to operate in the new digitized world. By joining this community, we look forward to brainstorming and exchanging ideas with peers and bringing our expertise of the biometrics industry. What a load of shit. 
Like it just sounds all so enlightened. Those are your chains, people. Fingerprint cards face choppy waters in Q1 of 2023, posting a loss of 70 million Swedish krona, 6.4 million, on a revenue of SEK 117 million, biometric update reported. However, the firm plowed forward, achieving key milestones, including integrating its fingerprint biometrics in 700 Android smartphones and shipping 1 million biometric sensor modules for payment cards. Uh, Xiaomi's Redmi K60 secured the distinction of being the first smartphone boasting fingerprint cards under tech display or display tech right there. Put your thumb up against the uh, print screen, the touch screen, match up your ID. Boy, you're good to go and use your Q code with full confidence. Xiaomi is a Chinese tech company. The uh, WEF already well-versed in the digital tapestry of biometrics continues to champion the sector. The organization previously inducted Yoti into an associated coalition. My, oh my. So there we go. The UN wants to track and trace all of your transactions. Now, if you remember back when uh, Barack Obama was president, Turned the, he turned the internet over to the UN. Remember that? Not a lot of people remember that. But he did. This. Oh, he didn't really turn it over to the UN. He really didn't do that. He wouldn't do that. You sure? We'll look at that tomorrow. We'll, we'll take a little trip down memory lane. And uh, we'll track and trace Obama's... Um, handing over the internet to the UN. All right, let's talk a little, uh, let's talk a little Colin Kaepernick. He's back in the news. My God. Back in the news. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, here it is, right here. It's from Breitbart. You know, Colin Kaepernick played for the San Francisco 49ers. Kind of took the football world by storm. And then he changed. And astrologically, he's got a Sun-Pluto conjunction in uh, Scorpio. And I wish I would have remembered his path to talk about him on the show on Sunday night. Maybe I'll bring, bring it up this coming Sunday night. But he totally did the Pluto and Scorpio thing. Like he kind of burned down the 49ers, tried to burn down the NFL. He really did the Pluto and Scorpio millennial um, 180 in a lot of ways too. Right, like, like he even turned on his own parents. One of the reasons why all this occurred is because he let the wrong person in his life. He got hooked up with this uh, woman named uh, Nessa, who is Egyptian, I believe, and a Muslim. 
I don't know if she still has her show on Hot 97, but uh, he got hooked up. They're still together. And she radicalized him. And she also moved him into a vegan diet. And once he became a vegan, he lost a lot of his muscle mass and a lot of his speed and his athletic ability and his hunger, I believe, to, to be successful and um, maximize his talents in that world also atrophied. So let me let me just bring this up here. This is, um, it's interesting because I was, I was actually listening to an old uh, documentary by G. Edward Griffin this morning about communism. And this is exactly what he was talking about here. This was him trying out for the NFL. Like he's wearing a fucking Kunta Kinte shirt to signify that he's a slave. Really? And you're going to get all these NFL owners interested in your diminished skill set. Colin in black and white, former NFL second string quarterback and professional social justice warrior. Colin Kaepernick now claims he had to team up with a vowed Marxist to edit his new black studies anthology because black liberation simply is impossible under capitalism. This is a guy who's fucking rich. Okay, he's rich, bitch. According to activist writer Indigo Olivier in The New Republic, Kaepernick worked with two of the most prominent Black Marxists in the country, and the writers in the book were anti-capitalists. But Kaepernick explained his reason for working with hardcore Marxists. I've long admired Kianga and Robin's work, as well as their uncompromising political analysis and understanding that black liberation simply isn't possible under capitalism, Kaepernick said. Olivier reported, I think the anthology makes this argument quite well and I hope it challenges readers to see that racism is not white supremacy only ingredient. White supremacy persists in part because of the relationship with capitalism, heteropatriarchy, ableism, and so on. He's become a fucking joke. A total joke. I don't know any of these people. Kanga and um, was it Kanga? Who else? I don't know who they are. Maybe I should. Kianga and Robin. So, what is this? How old is this? Yeah, it's from today, yesterday. So then you have Andrew Tate, who is kind of the uh, opposite of Colin Kaepernick. Now, he's apparently been indicted in Romanian human trafficking probe. These two guys are interesting sort of parallel worlds in a lot of ways. Andrew Tate and Colin Kaepernick and his brother Tristan. He was just on Patrick Bet David. 
you know, this is not a website I spend a lot of time with, and I understand why. I told you. Do you guys see this story about uh, these billionaires who went to go uh, check out the Titanic and the submarine went, went missing? That is some Saturn and Pisces stuff right there. That's a bummer. It looks like a sun. Wow. Submarines intrigue me, but they also, uh, they kind of scare me a little bit. But I've always wanted to go on a submarine. You know, it'd go down 150, 200 feet. That'd be really interesting. And be able to see, like, what's around you. And you think about somebody like James Cameron, who has that really intense, um, super deep, high-pressure bathysphere and gets down around the, um, the benthic region, the, Ozo the Ozoic zone of the ocean. That shit is fascinating. And you get all those really weird-looking creatures that look like they're on another world. Like he got, I think he got a lot of inspiration from that for um, his movie, his latest movie, um, which we'll call it Avatar. He was hanging out with those life forms. And those life forms tripped me out in how they just completely exist off of the heat uh, being emanated from these, these uh, cracks in the ocean. Fascinating stuff. Uh, okay, I think that's it for today. So let's top off our, our news items. Hunter, please guilty, slap in the wrist, it all goes away. How convenient. The UN is angling for your digital ID as it relates to banking and cell phones. And it looks like September uh, of 2024 is a big date for that. So put that on your calendar. And we're, we're marching towards it, right? This is what they want. And it seems like a lot of the proponents of this are based out of Europe and China. You know, because that's where the, the, the nest of, to me, the nest of globalism really lives in Europe. You know, it, it lives in Davos. It lives in... Um, Vienna. Uh, it, it lives in London, the city of London. It lives in Frankfurt, right? This is this is the nest. It lives in Vatican City. And that's to me, that's where a lot of the stuff emanates from. And of course, China is the is the more than willing participant on the tech side of things. Not to say that there aren't American companies that will play ball with these people. But you're gonna get way more competition in a place like China. I mean, the Chinese companies will fucking line up and fight each other to be a part of the system. Not so much for the American companies. They're there, but they're not gonna get the pick of the litter like they will with China. So tomorrow, what we'll do is we'll circle back and we'll look at when Obama decided to uh, hand the uh, UN the uh, the internet. We'll take a look at that tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll peel that onion.
and that's it for today. Thanks for being here. Um, you know, normally I give Chris a shout out at the beginning of the show, but I didn't do that. So let me do it here at the end. Again, I have to credit that that uh, rich, dense, um, potent sleep gummy I took last night to help me catch my REM cycle at 10, 10 o'clock. Kind of helped that I was tired too, but the sleep gummy really helped. And there are a number of different CBD products that you can get here over at True Hemp Science. All you got to do is spend $100 or more and type in 15MINS, 15MINS, and you will get free product with your $100 order. $150 or more get you free shipping. And uh, what else? You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. I'm telling you, this is some of the best CBD you will source on the internet or off. Um, plenty of people have benefited from it. Uh, and if you need any testimonials, just let me know. Plenty, plenty of people here at Chataria are very happy with the product. So go on over there, support a mainstream business and also help support the show because uh, you know he is a partner and it's the only true partner I have besides me. And that's it. Okay. Thanks for being here. Use your head in order to show it's real. Your heart to set when it's possible. If you're out in a hot part of the world, stay cool. Okay. All right. Take care. And uh, bye for now.